Hello and welcome to season two of Man Down, the anti-Man Up movement. My name is Jamie Clements and I'm going to be speaking to more incredible individuals from all backgrounds, all walks of life about their own journeys through mental health and what we can actually do better to look after ourselves. The goal of Man Down is to show that vulnerability is rooted in courage, rooted in strength and not in weakness and we're here to open up these conversations to reduce the stigma around talking about mental health and showing everyone that it is okay to talk about this stuff. This is Man Down. The episode is going to kick off in a second guys, we're just going to take a quick minute to hear from our sponsors and our partners. I am incredibly proud to say that Man Down is brought to you in partnership with Better, a charity raising awareness around mental health and suicide prevention through a range of exciting events and initiatives. Please head over to www.better.org.uk, that's B-E-D-E-R, or find them on Instagram at better underscore UK. When was the last time your phone buzzed with a not very necessary notification? When was the last time you picked your phone up just to check a message and somehow ended up on an Instagram scrollathon? Look, you might not realize it, but you're probably addicted to your phone. And now with all of our meetings moving online, we're stuck in front of a screen all day. We're trapped in this endless vortex of Zoom calls, TikTok videos, and apps like Slack that require us to be always available, always on. And it's making it really difficult to switch off. Now this is where Unplugged comes in. The guys at Unplugged have created a space for busy city workers like you to take some true time offline with a three-day digital detox at their beautiful off-grid cabins just one hour from London. So if you're someone that's always on and the idea of actually locking your phone away for three days either terrifies you or feels like something you need right now, then you're probably in need of some true time offline with Unplugged. So if this sounds like something for you, head to www.unplugged.rest and use the code MANDOWN when you book and you get a beautiful food hamper for your stay. So all you need to do is turn up and switch off. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Man Down. Thank you for tuning in. Excited for this conversation. Um, today, my guest is James Walsham, a.k.a. The Honest Bloke. Now, I'm sure if you follow the work that I do, if you're not already following James, then you definitely should be because we, we operate in, in a very similar space talking about, you know, all of this work around men's mental health, what it means to be a man and how we can, I suppose, change our understanding of masculinity to a certain extent. And so James and I are just going to be having a bit of a chat about the work that he does, how he got here, his story, um, and we'll just see what else comes up. But first of all, James, thank you for being here, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm really well, mate. Thank you very much. What a uh, what an eloquent introduction. That was really nice. Um... <laughs> <laughs> it, it compares uh, quite drastically to to one I did on an episode that I recorded on Monday, where I got the I couldn't say the guy's name. So that was uh, <laughs> is a, a real contrast. But yeah, I mean, thank you for the the compliment. How, how's everything going, mate? What's what's going on with you? Um, yeah, no, no. Uh, like everything's like. Well, we, we sort of just cut caught up a bit, like before we started this chat. Um, actually, like for the most part, everything's great. Like life is life is in like I feel like life's in flow at the moment. Like there's a lot of uh, there's obviously a lot of a lot of moving parts. This this year is a strange one, and um, I think it's quite difficult to kind of be on top of everything and have control of everything. And that's something that maybe I've just been trying to let go of recently. But um, no, overall everything's great. Uh, yeah, there's just um, a lot of exciting things have been going on in terms of like the, I guess, the social media stuff. Yeah. Um, just going to maybe plug my own podcast, just launched the first episode. 100%. Um, so yeah, the Honest Bloke podcast launched last week, which is great. And um, I'm really kind of excited to operate in this space. And you know, I, I love being a guest. I love having these conversations. It, you know, it serves me and fills me up. And um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's great to have these kind of open, raw, often very powerful conversations. So that's that's certainly very exciting but um no man overall overall everything's is is really good mate how are you if i may ask if thank you your podcast yeah i mean it's uh i always really like it when people ask me that because i think when i've been guests on podcasts before um 
I don't feel like I, I should because I'm the guest and the host <laughs> is the host. And yeah, it's always lovely when so when someone asks. So thank you, thank you for asking. I am, I'm well. I uh, similar to as as we were chatting just before we came on air. So many, you know, a lot of what you were saying, I was just kind of nodding aggressively, um, just in <laughs> in agreement because stuff's been good. I think I'm, I'm very grateful that this period hasn't been testing for me particularly like I've had my ups and downs but I think that's you know that comes with the uncertainty of the time but I've definitely noticed maybe in the last week or so that I've gotten a little a little ahead of myself maybe a little complacent with my self-care and just doing there's I've got a lot on my plate and so I'm very good at doing it but sometimes mm. I do too much and I don't take, you know, take enough time to to reflect or take enough time to do things that do, you know, as you said, as you put it, kind of fill me up and refill that tank. So, um, but no, but I, it's, it's, yeah, I'm turning into the guest here, but no, overall, um, <laughs> I am, I'm really well. Thank you, mate. No, that's great. I think we, we sort of said, like, I feel, I feel like the universe has just thrown us together in a, at a time where we're in, yeah, like a very similar kind of, headspace energy like that's that kind of self-care stuff is is where when you asked me that question I didn't want to go into the whole like I felt like I didn't want to just jump straight into it because that's <laughs> yeah. overall things have been great but yeah the last couple of weeks I've I've noticed um yeah a little bit of a shift and it is complacency around like self-care and or doing all of the the stuff that really kind of nourishes you and you know sets you up in terms of your own well-being like yeah all that self-care stuff I just got a little bit my attention diverted away from that for uh, you know maybe like the last couple of weeks and um yeah. yeah started to recognize a bit of anxiety coming up and I just I sat there and reflected and then what you know I've been telling everyone that I'm great <laughs> like I've been telling everyone anyone anytime anyone asks me how you doing mate I'm like yeah I've got this going on I'm this I'm that I'm this I'm doing this I'm doing this and actually when I think I've realized that the shift when people ask me that question has gone from how are you feeling to it's all of the doing things mm. so it's i'm great i've got the podcast i've got the men's group i've got this i've got that and actually that's not the answer it's how are you and because i've shifted away from feeling and self-care and self-love and all that sort of stuff no wonder i'm suddenly fucking anxious and i'm yeah. feeling a bit overwhelmed you know yeah. so yeah it happens it definitely happens to well us <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i feel i feel again mate I, I have a feeling we might be living parallel lives because that's honestly that's me at the moment as, as soon as someone asks how how things are I just reel off a list of of what I'm doing at the moment and my answer and I hate that this is always my answer it's I'm busy and that is like how are you I'm like oh yeah good but really busy or like but good busy and like it's just it's that's not the one I've said it <laughs> yeah it's not it's not a good answer to that question because it doesn't tell anything about how you're actually feeling it, it describes what you're doing as you as you rightly put so yeah I think um that's probably a worthwhile check-in for both of us at the top of the show just to uh reflect on that and and you know I, I've definitely started putting stuff in place to kind of write that put myself back on track and I'm, I'm sure you have too so um yeah, sure before we kind of dive into you know how how you got here how we got here um who who are you in kind of the broadest sense of the term for people who who might might not be aware of the work that you do like what is what is the makeup of all of these things that that you're doing you know we've just talked about that kind of element of doing lots but um yeah what what makes up james oh mate when you just said the words like who are you i just went oh fuck that's a big question <laughs> it is it's a deep one um, for sure no um I mean, I guess how, yeah, how we've maybe got here and, and why we're having this conversation, like within, I think one of the first things that I always, whenever people ask me, who are you, like, what are you about is um, like the honest bloke and the, and the kind of space that I've been operating in there through social media has been, I actually feel like that is, that, that space really embodies who I am. Um, and it's me kind of stepping into all of the areas and all of the things and parts of what makes me, me um so like I guess it's just yeah it's it's a, it's a space where I have almost reaped the benefits and and realized how showing up honestly and being like just just speaking my truth and talking about whatever it is that I'm feeling how that allows me to sort of 
maybe live a, a more authentic, more reconnected with myself kind of existence. Um, and I don't know if that sounds really like fucking hippie and spiritual and like, I, I always try and make it sound a bit more human than that. But yeah, it's yeah. just, I've just learned that like being honest about what I'm feeling at any given time generally always serves me the most. Um, and it allows me to, yeah, again, kind of show up with authenticity and it helps manage, you know, my anxiety. And um, yeah, I think I, I had a, a big realization recently. I think I had it when I recorded my first episode of my podcast and it was the first time I'd articulated it in this way. And um, I, I basically realized I reflected on all of the times in my life where I've been going through maybe a period of poor mental health or I felt like my emotions and my kind of my reality felt quite out of control. and. The thing that I realized was that when I look back at all of those times, it was absolutely kind of in uh, in line with a period in my life where I wasn't being honest with myself. And it wasn't so much that I wasn't trying to or I was like, like consciously lying to myself. It's just that I was showing up in a world where everything that I did was based around external validation and what other people I thought other people expected of me or wanted me to be or the things that I had to say and do to make people either like me or respect me or whatever so I guess yeah like the honest bloke actually is, is as, a, as an Instagram page and as a space I started it back at the beginning of lockdown it was like a bit of a passion project I'd had on the back burner for a long time and um, obviously lockdown kicked in we had a shit ton of time on our hands and I just went well, this feels like the right time to maybe get that off the ground. Mm. Um, and so, and so, yeah, it's been, it's been like, I actually feel like it's been a space that has allowed me to step into who I am. Um, and a lot of the content that I produce is certainly through the lens of a lot of, a lot of the perspectives that I have and the things that I share are generally like through the lens of a man and, mm. and like kind of the challenges that we have around our own masculinity and how we identify as men, how we communicate as men, how we speak our emotions as men, how we struggle with vulnerability as men, all that kind of stuff. So I don't know if I've just like, I don't know, like verbal diarrhea for the last <laughs> like five minutes and whether that really comes back to your question of who I am, but hopefully that makes some kind of sense. <laughs> no, I think, I think it covers it perfectly, mate. I think, um, yeah, you know, I've, I've been following your, following your work and, um, you know, it's it's no surprise to anybody listening that that it resonates with me and and my own kind of journey. Which again, to come back to your point about spiritual language, is a word that I really don't like. Journey because it 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 yep. it turns people off. I think if we start talking about journeys and connecting to ourselves, and it gets to that point where people dismiss it as woo woo, no matter it's, how it's bad feminine. It is. It's feminine as fuck. It ain't masculine. Yeah, it's like, real feminine energy. We're, we're turning all the blokes, all the lads, all the all the boys um, off and away. And uh, this fucking guy, like, um, yeah, yeah, not not about that. Like, don't want to listen. So yeah, yeah it's it's, it's, it's a it's a hard balance, right? And I think um, yeah, so much of as I said, so much of what you just said really resonates with me and it, it also reminds me a lot of of conversations and, and stuff that I've heard um our mutual friend Ben Bidwell chat about as well and and around this idea of the difference between fitting in and belonging. And and as you said, you you're never consciously trying to, and striving to fit in and be inauthentic. It's just what it's a it's a trap that you can fall into i think and and i i certainly did that for a really long period of my life and i think a, a lot of people struggle with with that and there's a, an amazing quote and i can't remember who it's by so i'm going to claim it as my own for a second and probably massively <laughs> massively butcher it in the process um, plagiarize some really famous <laughs> philosopher here yeah, go for it <laughs> yeah aristotle no <laughs> um it's something along the lines of um the cause of our greatest suffering is the lies we tell ourselves mm. and i think it's just comes back to that gap that sort of authenticity gap where there's the real you and the you that you are putting out to the world and the bigger that gap the more pain you feel inside so i think um yeah i've i've loved following what you're doing and glad, i was glad to see the fir the first episode of the of the podcast drop as well because i think it's always you know i know all too well how daunting that can be getting that out there so congrats on that mate and um also with the uh the honest honest bloke society i'd love kind of to to chat about that a bit more because i think it's it's already you know it's in its infancy really and it's already you know cultivating some amazing connections and amazing support for for guys out there so what 
what I, I think I probably kind of can infer the answer to this, but like what, what led you to then start that? Um, so, yeah, so obviously the Honest Bloke Society is like, for me, it's the space where, like I, I wanted to create a space that is just, um, so it's, it's a free online, basically like a private community. I host it on Facebook just because it has the IT infrastructure to do so. It's a very, it's a very safe space that you can create that private community. And, um, you know, I, I realized that through spending that time operating on social media and realizing what it gave me and how much it served me, um, being able to share my truth and show up and just talk about things very openly, I realized that it's it's something that I had to I had to cultivate that myself. I had to create and dedicate. Like I I I had an old Instagram account, and you know it was like my personal one. I'd been I'd been through feels like many different lives in that. You know, it was my old PT one when I was a personal trainer. It was a fitness based one, then it was a personal one, and I actually felt really really uncomfortable just when I had this idea of launching this kind of space about honesty and men's mental health. I felt really uncomfortable changing the narrative and the content on that same page. So, you know, I created a, new, a brand new page, started from scratch. It was a dedicated sort of, yeah, space for me. And so I realized that, yeah, we, as, as men in particular, we struggle with being able to be ourselves and ask for help and show up and be vulnerable and talk about our shit um, in a space where really we're, we're, we're wearing a lot of masks and we're pretending to be all of these things in front of everyone in our lives. So yeah, I wanted to create a safe private space that men you can just be a part of and they can show up, ask for support around any aspects of their lives, whether it's, whether they don't even know what the fuck's going on with them. If they're, you know, just like, I don't feel right. Like I've been feeling really low. I feel disconnected. I don't feel like good. You know, I don't feel good enough. I feel like, you know, I've got all of these things in my life and I'm still not happy and all that kind of stuff, which I think is so, so common. Um, yeah, just to be able to, sh to voice that and and kind of show up and ask for ask for support amongst sort of like-minded men. So um, yeah, I just, I, I created that as a space and it just, like I say, I guess I wanted it to be an area where we can all learn how to be honest blokes, if you like. Yeah, so. for sure, for sure. And I think it's so important in doing this work as an individual, when you are a guy and you're trying to, you know reconnect with your yourself or get comfortable with your vulnerability and and be seen mm. it, it's important that you don't feel like you're on your own and so i think that kind of network that kind of connection for guys even if it is just virtual as it is at the moment is is important to to really feel like you are supported and and you're not alone and i've seen you know there's guys posting their very openly very vulnerably and the support and the advice and the just the general mood in there is is amazing. So I think you know, massive, massive hand to you for to be to for building that. And you know, you've built it as you as you said, kind of through your own experience and through your own your own journey to come back to that word. So yeah, in, thank you, mate. Like, no, no worries at all. I think um, like something that you because you touched on like vulnerability there. I think like one of the things that has one of the i mean that that group has honestly like since i've been in that space it has just um like because i it, i share in it as much as i do facilitate it like it's mm. a space for me to do that as well because you know like again i'm it, it's <laughs> when i started it was like fuck am i starting a cult like i wasn't sure if I was, <laughs> which was like the last thing i wanted to do um and i didn't want to be in there being like you know I know the way I'm the leader I'm because it's not like I, I share my shit in there and I talk about stuff that I'm feeling and um but one of the like it's already teaching me so much about the challenges that we as men face like the group launched about six or seven weeks ago and there's nearly 130 guys in there from all over the world which is just I mean it, it blows my mind that it's as a message and as a well, just as a as a concept, it's like men are like requesting to join this group, and you know they're introducing themselves, and like I think it was after like it was about two weeks ago, I had about like four or five men like introduce themselves in the group, and so I, I recognised like two of the guys actually joined the group when it started, mm. so back like like what was it yeah like end of September yeah, and 
basically when you join the group, there's a bit of an introductory video from me just sort of says like, thanks so much for joining the group. Here's what it is, blah, blah, blah. You know, you can be passive. You can actively involve yourself. You can, you can message, you can post, you don't have to do anything. You can just observe whatever. But if you feel comfortable, like, please introduce yourself. I saw these two guys who had joined back in September and they just introduced themselves like, yeah, like last week or the week before. And it made me realize that even though I've created a dedicated safe space for men to um, like, we've got this, this like, yeah, this like arena and this like mm. safe environment. It still took some of those men six weeks to actually just say, hi, my name's Dave. Like it's not for, <laughs> but like, you know, um but you know and he, he, here's why i'm here mm. and it was just it could be whatever it could be you know I've, i'm struggling with my marriage i'm you know feeling alone i whatever and it just blew my mind that even something as what could really be like a, as an oversight could be seen as something so simple that even in a safe space dedicated to that you know to nurturing that kind of conversation it took someone six weeks hidden behind the safety of a screen on social media they're not sat in a circle with us all looking at each other like probably the safest environment mm. it took men six weeks to say hi and it just shows how difficult voicing and showing up and being vulnerable is for men 100 100 percent. i think um yeah that's so so telling i think of of the problems that we face and yeah it's it's just great to see that they've gotten to a point where they do feel comfortable with that and you know people come to this stuff in their in their own time but the fact that it yeah it's just very telling of of those issues so um yeah i'm i'm looking forward to, to watching it grow and I, i'm going to make a commitment on air right now to do my own intro on the group as soon as we get off air um Amazing. so i'm going to do that i'm definitely <laughs> going to do that because that for me um is is daunting in its own right, I think, I think, um, in the, in the interest of vulnerability, I think, yeah, that, that element of being seen, I, you know, I I'm fairly active on social media with the podcasts and with, with other bits and pieces, but I really struggle to do stories of myself talking to camera, um, to be, yeah, just be seen. So yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to make that commitment and, and make that, that step as, as small as it might sound to some people. So yeah, get, get ready, get ready. It's going to be, can't wait, man. Now that's unreal. Look forward to that. <laughs> um, so, you know, we've talked about the work that you're doing and I think people have obviously got an idea by now of, you know, how, how you got here, but can we go a little bit further into a little bit deeper into your, I suppose your journey and, and what really got you to the point where you felt like you needed to change, not necessarily in a drastic way, but change the way you were, you were living your life. Um, wow. Uh, I mean, like mental health as a journey has been for me, like a conscious part of my life, like where I've kind of been like, Oh, I'm having some challenges with my mental health for probably the last six years. And there have been various like, uh, I don't know how to describe them, but you know, those like real, like powerful moments of clarity where there's been like a big shift or like a big mm. event or something that has really either been really traumatic or has been really eye-opening. And, you know, you go through that, and I'm going to use that J word, like that journey of like figuring yourself out and figuring out your shit. And, um, you know, my, my kind of challenges around mental health upon a lot of reflection, a lot of therapy, um, you know, I realized have actually always been heavily, heavily sort of based and centered around relationship. So romantic relationship um, predominantly. And, um, you know, I've, yeah, so in the last six years, I've been in, in two, two relationships and there was a real sort of correlation between you know, after, it was almost like after that, like honeymoon period, and after you've sort of enjoyed showing up as your very best self and just been super carefree and fallen head over heels in love. And when it's almost like when the shine wears off, like all of a sudden I'm left, I've been left with this like gaping over, like overwhelming um, feeling of not being good enough and then fearing, actually fearing abandonment. Mm. And um, so, yeah, that happened to me. I say it happened to me twice. And um, it has, just been like a yeah it's been a fucking wild ride trying to figure out yeah. where that comes from because 
again, I think as a as a man, we can certainly associate our kind of place in the world with being, and I, I certainly did for a long time, with being the the model husband or the model father or the model man, boyfriend, partner, lover, whatever. Um, and there was just, I think that, you know, when you're, maybe when you're single and you enter into a situation, you can always find that you, especially having come from a place where you've been able to be really selfish and you haven't had to consider anyone else. Like it's, we all, I think we all have experienced that time in our lives where we've been single and actually because we don't have to give a shit about anyone else, like we, we actually, we don't have to focus on anyone. So we get in touch with who we are. We actually mm. step into ourselves and you know, the last two relationships that I've entered into have been at points where I've been like on a fucking high, like I've been riding the wave of being myself, like, like showing up in the world, like, like living and loving who I am. And I've gone right, like I've, I've connected with someone. And I've just gone. Yeah, I want to fucking give myself to that person. Like I want to, I want to, you know, be the very best part of myself with that person. Um, and yeah, just it's just transpired that through, yeah, just through that experience, I have just learned <clears throat> that I, yeah, have, have massively, massively struggled with with sort of almost forming a healthy attachment with someone, and it's just really, really messed with me. And mm. um, yeah, it's it's been a well, an unbelievable sort of like you know, I don't know whether you'd look at it as like a, a journey to understand what ultimately could be seen as like an addiction to love. And, yeah. you know, and also that that sort of flip side of, yeah, like real kind of fear of abandonment and where that comes from. And so, yeah, it's been like, I actually have done a lot, I mean, a lot of it in therapy. I haven't actually been to therapy for a couple of years, but I um I actually committed to a period of, of celibacy like this year, like complete and utter celibacy. And actually that's been like therapy for me. Yeah. So shutting everything down from whether you're, you're not dating, shagging, even flirting, operating on dating apps. Like like when I cut all that shit out, um, it actually allowed me to start doing a lot of healing and soul searching and connecting some dots up around it. So um, yeah, that's once again, I'm worried that I've just gone on a bit of a tangent, but yeah, no, like that's that's kind of who, who yeah, that's where, where it's all kind of been like stemmed from. from yeah. That. And not at all, mate. And um, it's getting a little bit spooky now because you've you've just sort of recanted my own story back at me. I don't even know if oh, recan really? recanted is a word, but that is <laughs> that is me through and through. Um, and so I'm I'm kind of excited in a weird, sadistic way to sort of dig into it a little bit further, if that's all right. <laughs> yeah, like how yeah, how um, how did that fear of abandonment show up for you? Like, what was the because because I certainly actually I'll, I'll leave you I'll leave that question with you I don't want to go into my own stuff too much before before we kind of chat about yep. about yours but yeah how did how did that show up what did it present as so it was actually that I was to a degree I was kind of abandoned and mm -hmm. the way that it the way that it transpired was I was living in Sydney at the time um so I'd been living in Australia for nearly a year um and I fell in love um had just this wonderful connection with this girl and um we spent seven months together you know dating and um <coughs> excuse me and um just before we met she had uh actually planned to leave sydney leave australia and travel to the other side of the world uh so she was going to kind of do exactly what i was doing in australia but she was going to be doing that in kind of you know, the uk and europe and so Obviously, when we first met, you know, it's meant to be very casual. It was just fun. It was like it was enjoyable, but it was never meant to be committed. Obviously, you fall in love. Um, and I remember um, it was about a month before she left. I had actually come back to the UK. So it was almost like up until that point, my only focus had been this trip of me going back to the UK for a few weeks. And I hadn't really thought about her leaving. And then when I got back to Australia after my trip, suddenly I had about three or four weeks before she was due to leave. And it suddenly got very real. And I felt my energy and my kind of headspace and like this anxiety start to build. And I didn't really know what was going on, but suddenly I just became fucking frightened. Mm. And um, I remember it was, you know, we, me and her family, we took it to the airport and I was, you know, kind of like in pieces, but also quite numb. And I didn't really know what I was feeling. And 
yeah, in the, in the coming maybe days after she left, my fucking world fell apart. Like, mm. not even just in a, like, it was in, a, in an extraordinary, like, frightening, like, confronting, unhealthy way. Um, everything fell apart for me. Suddenly, I just couldn't function. I couldn't, um, uh, I couldn't go to work. Um, you know, I ended up sort of calling in sick because I was just, I felt, I felt sick. Like I felt physically mm-hmm. sick. Um, I felt like I didn't know who I was. I had like a massive identity crisis. I didn't know where I wanted to be. I didn't feel happy. I didn't feel safe. I just didn't think I could provide for myself. I didn't think I could, I could do a job, like any job. Like I fucking, like my, like my whole reality just fucking shattered. It was bizarre. And obviously I'd never really experienced anything of that nature before. Mm. Um, so don't get me wrong like in in that particular relationship i spent like a couple of months um apart from her i came back to the uk we spent some time together and i ended up actually moving back to the uk um and yeah that was the first time that it it just i mean it don't get me wrong it wasn't like a i mean i spent i spent two years in that relationship and ended up actually getting engaged and it didn't work out and obviously because i was i had no idea what the fuck was going on with me Mm. and um hadn't i mean it's taken me years after this and another relationship where i accidentally did the same fucking thing (laughs) (laughs) um where um yeah where i've I've had to figure all this shit out and actually sort of realize I, i probably only really figured most of it out through my celibacy which has kind of been since july this year Mm. so you know we're going back like five six years and it's been like a journey for me to figure it all out and um yeah it's it's been a like i say it's been a a weird thing to to kind of again journey with and figure out but um yeah it's like i think there's just so much within us that we don't understand like why we are the way we are and um relationships in particular i think are probably the biggest mirror and the biggest um like learning point uh, around kind of yeah like we i think so many of us particularly men we form unhealthy um, attachments and we actually don't know how to show up in a healthy way and have boundaries in relationships and you know that's something that i have upon reflection realized that i've never properly done i've almost just given so much of myself to, to the other person that i've abandoned who i am and doing the things that I need to do for myself. And um, and actually, I've ended up making the other person that I'm in a relationship with responsible for my happiness, which is awful because I'm putting them on a pedestal. I'm mm. giving them power and control over something that ultimately is no one's but my own. So, um, yeah, it's, I mean, does that answer your question? <laughs> it, uh, it definitely does, mate. Um, and if the video of this episode never gets out, people will miss my neck is hurting from nodding quite so much. So um, yeah, I, I mean, first off, mate, thank you for sharing so, so openly. Um, and yeah, it just, it just lands so, so very accurately and so very close to, to me. Um, it's just, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a bit spooky, but um, I think, you know, dating, as, as you rightly said, dating relationships, sex, love are, uh, an exacerbation or a, as you said like an, a, a big fuck off mirror of all of your shit and all of the you know the stuff the subconscious stuff that you think that you actually have no idea about and it just starts to come up and one question I did want to ask kind of related in a way to this mainly because it's just something I've been thinking about and reflecting on a lot myself recently do you, do you consider yourself to be an independent person that's a really good question. Uh, I so particularly for the last, uh, so actually, and again throughout celibacy, um, I have learned how to do and how to be that. Um, I think this common question, this common sort of concept of like loneliness and being alone, you know, like what what the differences are there, and I realised that any time that I have. Um, maybe been in a relationship and that fear and stuff has come up is that it's that fear of like actually I feel like I would be lonely if I wasn't with this person Mm -hmm. and you know in the last few months I've actually been really connecting with the notion of learning how to be alone and learning how to do things and enjoy my own own company and not need the presence and energy of someone else in order to make me feel you know, gratified and validated and 
um yeah just fucking enjoy me you know going for yeah. walks on my own exercising on my own reading on my own um going for a drive on my own and doing it because i'm sat there going what do i want to do now yeah. what would make me feel good and you know it could be yeah like taking a drive around to a beautiful spot on the you know on the coast that i did a couple of weeks ago and um you know i i, I didn't do it for any other reason other than the fact that i was like what do i want to fucking do this afternoon and i was like i want to take a, a drive to old harry rock you know, yeah. which is like a spot which is just down, you know, about an hour away from me. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to do that. And I did it. And it was fucking great. And I had a nice afternoon. And like, that was it. So it's little things like that. But, you know, I've, I've consciously been alone. As I say, like that, that celibacy for me is really like, a, it's actually a period of, of, of learning how to be alone. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I think that it is it's certainly something that I'm, again, I'm kind of, I'm on this, this sort of road with because actually, and very, very recently, I have kind of opened my heart up a little bit and I've recently connected with someone and it's happened at a time where I felt like I'd done so much healing and, and figured out so much stuff around, you know, my, my issues with attachment and all that sort of stuff. And I'd done all this healing and done all this work. And I sort of, put myself maybe back out there into the dating world like dipped my toe in and someone has just like walked into my life and we have this mm -hmm. like what feels like a very very special connection um so i'm currently again i'm currently navigating that and you know it's it's certainly bringing up a lot of um like sometimes it's bringing up some anxiety and it's uh, bringing up some kind of fear aspect and you know am i ready for this and all that sort of stuff so um but we're communicating through that. So it's like, it's learning how to let someone in, but with boundaries and without kind of losing yourself. Mm. So yeah, we'll see how that goes. Um. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, it's really interesting, man, because, you know, as I've, as I've said, and I won't keep going on about it, but it, it is so, so similar to, to my own experience in relationships and that loss of self um, going from, as you described, like being so good on your own, and so happy and so and as a result feeling like you're ready to meet someone meeting someone and completely losing your identity and giving way too much without those boundaries and um what i've certainly found as i've tried to do this work and i'm still doing this work um is that i feel like if i if a couple of times when i have found myself in something that feels more healthy and maybe more secure and a little bit more natural in terms of attachment style mm. um the i start telling myself that it's not as strong a connection because if if it was a stronger connection i would be like anxious and obsessed and like throwing everything at it and almost talking myself out of something really good because mm -hmm. it does it's not familiar to what i what i relate to being an in, like a strong connection with someone so yeah it's a it's a a, a field to navigate for sure and um I, yeah I, i'm literally like so on that that is something that again has come up for me because i have actually recognized what i feel to be a, a very very unique very new style of connection with this person and there's almost been this confusion around the calm that i feel and the fact that i'm not losing my fucking mind and the fact that i'm not having all of this like crazy rush of you know whether it's dopamine or chemicals or hormones you know sort of in terms of my brain and my headspace and sometimes that starts creeping in but actually i realize that that's like a trauma and a, that's like a trauma bond that's like that's mm. associated with my past and what i'm used to experiencing when i feel as though i could be you know whether it's like like, like falling for someone or connecting with someone um so yeah like that is that's definitely something that i'm still kind of figuring out and I'm, I'm i'm really lucky because this person is actually someone who's very very um she's a very conscious person and mm -hmm. you know we communicate very openly and you know i don't i actually feel like even if it reaches like if in if in a few weeks time like my anxiety boils over and i just cannot function and i can't escape it and i can't solve it and i can't figure it out like she'll get it and we'll communicate about it and we'll just yeah. you know if we need to pump the brakes and just you know it's not the right timing then it is what it is so yeah. i think i'm learning to navigate yeah connecting with someone and getting to know someone better mm. but but without or observing when that kind of fear of abandonment comes up and the fact yeah. that actually it's it's 
it's a figment of my my conditioning it's a figment of my past like i've i've been okay i am okay on my own so it's like okay but how do i then let someone in like what the what the fuck am i doing <laughs> so it's it's yeah it, but, uh, yeah it's 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 kind of also like do you know what it's fun like yeah let's just, let's just as long as i'm as long as i'm kind and i operate from a place of you know not being a dick and fucking yeah. someone over because you know both two people's emotions are involved like as long as you show up and you you communicate and you're, you're respectful like it's all you can do 100 100 i think uh, there's so much stuff in there and and there's yeah just that thing around not confusing uh security and something being good with boredom i think just because there's not you know fireworks I'm sure there are fireworks in terms of like there being a spark, but just because there's not like huge ups and huge downs doesn't mean that it's not a good thing. Like it's actually, yeah, as you said, like a product of that conditioning that you've been left to feel like that rush of anxiety or that rush of dopamine or whatever the chemicals might be means yeah. that the connection is right. And um, for, for people listening, if anyone can relate to any of this, or if you can't, and you're just sort of curious about dating, this isn't an ad. I just started it and it sounded a lot like an ad. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to um, cut to an intermission while I push. A quick something. word from our sponsors. <laughs> um, use code Jamie10. No, <laughs> um, there's a book, a brilliant fucking book called Attached. And um, I got given it by someone that I was dating while we were dating and I was highly offended um, because <laughs> it felt like homework, but I actually, it was a very mature, um, you know, intelligent, emotionally intelligent thing for her to do. And, and similar to what the kind of thing that you have going on at the moment, mate, it sounds, we had that kind of communication that it wasn't like you need to read this because I think you're a prick it's like you need to read this because I think it would really benefit you and I, I, I care about you I care yeah. about you I understand I can re relate to what you're experiencing right now yeah. and yeah like that element of communication mature communication not taking things personally and as you very rightly said right at the start of this not pedestaling a partner mm -hmm. there's nothing more damaging or few things more damaging than putting someone on a pedestal and expecting them to complete you and i think that's one of society's um worst bits of conditioning around relationships is this idea of you needing someone to complete you because it just becomes toxic at the end of the day yeah and all you're doing is setting that person up to fail because if you put them on a pedestal if you if you've made them a perfect person in your head no one is like what you're not doing is you're not you're not allowing that person to be human. You are, you have romanticized, you have like Disney-fied them as this like perfect person. Yeah. And, you know, ultimately that, when they fail to meet that expectation, one, you are going to be upset with them because you've created a fake version of them in your, in your head. And they're not able to meet your stupidly high, per, you know, perfect, yeah, like perfect expectation. Um, and yeah, you're just you're like, like you're then going to feel like they're letting you down. Like, it's just, it's, it's just, as I say, it's, it's a, it's like a false, whatever it is. Like, it's just, yeah, you're creating a false environment and yeah. like a fake, like a false reality. And yeah. ultimately it's just going to, you're just going to resent her. She's going to fucking be like, what am I doing wrong? Like, it's just, mm. yeah, it's just going to be shit. So 100%. don't do that. Don't do that, guys. Don't do that. Um, Learn from us. <laughs> easier said than done. Yeah, we've we've both fucked it up enough enough times for everybody. So, um, what, there was another. I the, the other point on that as well is um, I don't know exactly. I think for me, it definitely stems from this. But we can be very guilty as children and parents of pedestaling parents as well. You know, you mm -hmm. you think of your parents like gods and. Fuck, you know you're gonna make me go into this now like that is literally i've had like the biggest one of that like that i've done that this year mate yeah so, like that is that is spot on mm. and i think you know for me a lot of my abandonment issues stem from my parents divorce and the fact that it was very sudden i can hear you giggling in the background <laughs> and, and um oh my god yeah are we, the, are we the same fucking we're life? living we're living the same life mate it's really pretty trippy um, but yeah, my, that's where my abandonment issues stem from. And I'm, I'm going to put some money on the fact that maybe yours is the same. And because their divorce was a shock, it was very sudden. Um, this, you know, pedestaled version, this godlike partnership that was my parents suddenly broke trust or appeared to break trust. 
and mm. all of a sudden my my deepest fear was that happening again and it's just played out for the last 12 odd years so um I, i'm guessing maybe some of that yeah. resonates for you mate yeah mate that all lands for me i um <laughs> i had um when was it so like during this period of like no dating and stuff for me um uh i i basically yeah like i committed to that because i was seeing someone earlier earlier in the year and it just it 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 almost came full circle i just had this massive realization that i was like i was showing up dating whether it was like having sex with people or whatever like it just mm. i was i was doing it from a place where i was still damaged and hurt and unhealed and just disconnected so i ended into this like i committed to it because i was like i just i don't need like it, it made me feel shame it made me feel sad it made me feel fucked like shit so when i stopped doing it like and i was just on my own like my last relationship ended like nearly two and a half years ago and I spent two years um kind of like just sitting with it and just like waiting for the pain to go away and um not actually like doing the work and figuring it out I just just like look all right don't run away from it James don't you know but like it, it just just it will go at some point like you'll you'll feel ready you'll be happy again like you'll feel healed and it just wasn't happening so that's where I was like right cut this shit off and since I did that, I started having, it was almost, it was like therapy um, because I'm quite an inquisitive person myself and I'm quite a self-reflective, like I want to understand what's going on with me. As soon as I removed that distraction, I started having these bizarre like epiphany moments where suddenly I, I like things connected and landed for me. And one, it was like maybe about five, about six weeks ago, I was, I was literally like, and it comes at the strangest times of the day. Like I was lying in bed one morning, like just dozing, like before I had to get up. I wasn't even thinking about this stuff. All of a sudden, something just went like, like just clicked for me. And I went, oh, fuck. And I just realized, I had this realization that every time I have shown up in a relationship where I've developed like a deep connection, like so where I've fallen in love and mm -hmm. in, in my entire life, that's happened three times. Yeah. And during each of those progressively more and more so as you get older you become more emotionally mature you understand things a bit more you grow up more progressively in each of those relationships I have shown up with so much intent to be like emotionally available communicate like be vulnerable like show my softer side like like empathize you know hold space for that person love them make them feel safe all of that sort of stuff like and I realized that the reason that I have been doing that subconsciously is because with my mum and dad, my dad has never known, never knew how to do that. Mm -hmm. My dad never knew how to communicate. He was like typical disconnected man, doesn't know how to speak his emotions, doesn't know how to communicate or, you know, kind of admit he's wrong or, you know, talk about not knowing the answers and just share his feelings, couldn't do any of it. And that, that was a massive, you know, catalyst. And that was one of the biggest things that led to the breakdown of my mum and dad's marriage. So I realized I was showing up in relationships and trying to be present and, basically gives like everything that my dad couldn't give to my mum so that the person I was in love with could not leave me and that is why actually when so my, my, my most recent relationship um ended very traumatically actually ended with um she basically kind of cheated on me and left me for someone else um I had literally shown up in a way in that relationship where I was like and, it, and actually, I realize it's, I think it's called, there's this, it's called something, I think it's called like love bombing, when you like show up, and you're just so intensely, like, mm -hmm. you just give them absolutely everything. And you're just like, things are going to be perfect. And this is that and the other. And I remember I said things to her, like, like, things and things are not going to be perfect with us forever. Like, there are going to be times where things are shit, and we're going to struggle. And I would say things like, I am, I just want you to know, like, I am never going to give up on this, like, which sounds a really romantic thing to do. But actually, what I was doing is I was giving her no viable way of being unhappy and leaving me. Yeah. So actually when I reflect upon it, that's probably why she felt she had to like, she acted out and just like was so traumatized and just, you know, felt like she had to sabotage the relationship mm -hmm. because she couldn't leave because I was just showing up so much and, yeah. you know, being so supportive and emotional for her. Like, so 
yeah that's just that's what that's like this weird realization i had like one morning while i was lying in bed <laughs> yeah it's 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 me it's me again <laughs> it's, um, <laughs> yeah it's honestly it it is so um so spot on and yeah i think it's it's i wasn't expecting to go down this route but it's just it's just happened and I, i've i've loved every minute of it because it's um as i said at some point early on in the chat it's nice to know that you're not on your own in this stuff and i think um yeah it's powerful as well to to kind I th of i think this is where men are like this is where men are fucked because actually we didn't we didn't get taught how to figure all of this shit out ourselves we didn't get taught that you know how we show up in relationships is largely an amalgamation of you know the uh yeah like the romantic connection our parents had and the trauma we suffered whether they made it or whether they didn't or like we don't get taught this shit so we are all navigating like relationships and you know emotional attachments to loved ones in our lives like partners wives you know husbands whoever it is and we're doing so blind unaware disconnected like ignorant to what who we are and why we're struggling and why mm. we maybe don't feel like we're good enough in that environment like this this is just we're totally totally uneducated on ourselves so yeah it just it's it's tough so i guess that's that's the work though that's what we're trying to trying to you know, facilitate the conversation exactly and i think you know that's you know it's it's become more of it wasn't why why i started what what i'm now doing with the podcast and and elsewhere but it's definitely become a huge part of it and it's amazing to see how kind of the path that this work takes often so so closely mirrors the work that you're doing yourself and i think mm -hmm. that's it's it's a really important one and it's something that i definitely always try and remember and and also try and remind other people is that the people doing this work whether it's you know guys like us who've got a passion project that we started in lockdown or someone who is you know a huge influential person giving this advice it, the only advice you can really speak truthfully from is your own lived experience and we don't have all the answers i certainly don't have all the answers and that's why i think these conversations are so important because we're just talking about our shit and yeah. if that lands as as you know your story has landed so closely with me today like this feels unbelievably therapeutic in its own right and if other people can can hear this and, and feel the same then that's that's the win that's the win for me so mate the biggest lie that our brains tell them like our, our kind of our brains and our egos tell us this story where and it's the like the reason they tell us this story is because they want to keep it wants to keep us in that space and the story it tells us is that like all of those emotions and feelings that we're having about who we are like they are unique to us no one else will understand um they're really embarrassing and shameful and we really shouldn't be feeling those things and it's unusual and almost you know a bit weird and bizarre that we you know like you can't possibly tell people what you're what, what you're feeling right now because you know people will judge you and people will leave you and people will you know not want to be around you anymore and like it's the biggest fucking lie that our egos tell ourselves because when we don't when we listen to it we, we don't share and that's why as men we don't fucking open up because we are so fearful of judgment that we just go there's no way i can tell someone that i don't feel good enough or i'm scared a lot of the time and i don't have all the answers so yeah hopefully if, if anyone hears this and they're just sat there going fuck like <laughs> jesus christ like that yeah that that kind of lands for me that that feels like that i can relate to that then yeah like you are not alone anything you've ever felt shame or embarrassment or fear or you know whatever about like it's human it's normal millions of other people have felt exactly the fucking same and the yeah. second you share it people will hear you and they will respond and tell you just how much that is a normal thing 100% 100% i think um that probably closes that that part of the conversation pretty perfectly and and just before we wrap up because i i fear that we probably could do like a, a four hour episode and um <laughs> drain ourselves completely but um i just wanted to close on a couple of a couple of sort of interviewee type questions um and and the first of those is is what advice would you give and i'm sure it'll be closely linked to you know the stuff we've covered but what advice would you give to uh, an 18 year old james um 
probably that you will never have all the answers. So let go of perfectionism, let go of needing to control things and learn what, you know, learn to focus on the areas within yourself that you can have some influence on. Because, you know, there are, you can't control anyone else. You can't control people's feelings. You can't control people's actions, behaviors. You can't control a lot in the world. And I think I've spent a lot of my time throughout my twenties, um, really losing sleep and losing energy and, you know, like battling with this notion of, yeah, feeling like to be happy, you need to be in control of everything. And uh, yeah, just maybe just coming, like learning to come home to yourself and recognize, well, hang on, I can't control this, but I can control my response to things. I can control my um, actions, my, you know, my behaviors and so, you know, my, my reactions. So yeah, maybe, maybe that, um, yeah. I think that would probably, yeah, that'd be it. Wicked. And um, the second one is if you had to recommend a book, a single book to, to people listening, um, what would it be and why? So I'm going to go with, and I talked about it when I was on Ed's podcast. Um, so I recently read a book called The Truth by Neil Strauss. And um, for anyone who doesn't know Neil Strauss, he wrote, he wrote a very controversial book called The Game, which uh, came out maybe, I think around like 2006, 2007, something like that. Um, and it was to do with like, basically like how he became the most, like the biggest, um, what's it called? Uh, like pickup artists. So basically mm -hmm. how he like manipulated women into bed and um, don't get me wrong, very problematic. It was all about manipulation and kind of like basically using women's insecurities against them. And, you know, awf yeah, awfully problematic. The truth is a journey, like his journey after sort of living this super bizarre, like crazy lifestyle of him actually journeying through sort of wanting to settle down, having a more deep, you know, a deeper emotional connection, finding the love of his life cheated on her with her best friend, couldn't understand his own behavior, goes to rehab, journeys through like all of, it's, it's his journey through healing uh, an incredibly deep rooted kind of addiction to love and sex. And, you know, he goes off and tries all the polyamorous relationships, swingers parties, like sex parties. He, he journeys through it and don't get me wrong, it's 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 a, an incredibly like, like graphic, like story. Um, but the the reason it's such a powerful book is because he is able to articulate his journey through healing in such a way that it actually, it, you cannot help but feel as though you are going through therapy and you start thinking about your own relationships with your parents and why you are the way that you are. It, it just, it painted such a, a clear picture to me. Like, don't get me wrong, I haven't lived a lifestyle anywhere like that of you know, Strauss, and that's never really been my thing. Um, so I just I was able to draw so many comparisons just in the way that he was it was almost like he was giving me a step-by-step -step guide on how to heal trauma like his yeah. trauma led him onto a very extreme life of you know promiscuity and you know trying to find love in all of these crazy wild environments um and yeah it's like I say I, you, I, for me you, just, you can't help but but heal as you read through this book so um and it's just a fucking mad story so <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think that's always a nice combo where it's like profound but also just like a bit like what the fuck like this story oh, it's a is great mad. read yeah. it is mental yeah and um yeah I'd, I'd recommend actually to anyone who uh who hasn't heard it going and listening to a episode one of the honest bloke podcast but also um james's recent episode with ed on a need to read uh, anyone who is into books should just get get stuck into that podcast if they haven't already so there's a free yeah, it's doing a great you, job on there it is very good it is um last but not least mate where uh, where can people find you where can people find out more about what you're doing uh so i host mainly everything through instagram so just in terms of like content like putting stuff out there um so over on instagram at the honest bloke um if you're a man and you want to be a part of the group like as i say it really is it's not just a space to like talk about your shit like we have some cool stuff in there we have a monthly book club um this month's is the truth by neil strauss um, which I'm reading again, even though I read it two months ago. Um, we have weekly challenges, things like, you know, just stuff to like level you up and take control of your life and feel better. Um, we've got loads of shit going on in there, like loads more ideas. The group is just going to grow and it's just a fucking safe space for us all to 
I always say support the fuck out of each other. Mm. So um, yeah, so that's over on Facebook. And again, like there's all links to it on like my little link tree thing in, in my Instagram bio. So, but yeah, if you search for the Honest Bloke Society on Facebook, you can just request to join. So amazing. Yeah, everyone go check it out. Check out the amazing work that James is doing. I'm about to go and post my introduction on the, the Honest Bloke yes. Society on Facebook as we I'll come off air. So I um, <laughs> need to get my thinking cap on and, and stop shitting myself about it um so james uh thank you genuinely genuinely so much for for coming on and for for sharing this with me and for sharing it with everybody else i think um yeah i think it was a, a spooky conversation at times the similarities but unbelievably um cathartic in a way for me so really really pleased to, to have you here and, and thank you for being here no, thank you, mate. It's been a real pleasure. And like, you know, for, for me and you, I'm I'm excited to potentially maybe, you know, pick up this conversation later on. And, you know, I'm sure we'll probably do this again. I'll have you on my podcast. We'll shoot the shit. And um, yeah, I feel like there's there's a lot more to kind of dive deeper and layers to uncover there, mate. So it's been a it's been a pleasure connecting with you. And I'm I'm yeah, like grateful for the conversation in the space, mate. Hundred percent. Thank you, mate. Yeah, it'd be a, a pleasure to to keep the conversation going. So that is it for today's episode of Man Down. Thank you so much for tuning in as always. Tune in every Sunday for the next episode of Man Down with our next inspirational guest. If you want to get in touch or if there's anyone that you think should be on the podcast, you can reach out directly on Instagram at jamie.clements underscore or by email on jamie at mandownpod.co.uk. 